Evil Squid Comics Podcast, episode, season 4, episode 15. 415. 415. We are the Evil Squid Comics Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And every week, couple weeks, we get together and we talk about comic books and TV shows and whatever uh, movies that came out. Did you find your list of Marvel movies? No, I don't know where it's at. I think I wrote it at work, and so it's like on a notepad from like three weeks ago, and it's been buried. You better have it done by next time. Oh, we want to actually go through it? I thought Mm -hmm. we kind of did that. Well, we went through mine. Yeah, I thought we talked about mine. mine is this. Yeah, I thought it was that. I don't know. If I did it again, it would just be slightly different, I'm sure. Or you wanted to wait until after Wakanda Forever. Did you watch the trailer for that? Half of it. It I lost interest through half the trailer. It didn't make you cry? No. Give you a you little bit of this, the feels. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I could be less excited about a Marvel movie than I am for Jeez, Wakanda Forever. That is, that's just racist. <laughs> it probably Namor. is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not excited about Namor. He should really be in the Fantastic Four movie, not the Wakanda Forever movie. Yeah, that's probably true. But what else? But Ironheart. Or is she in it? Yep. Hey. What? Bye. Five words. What are the five words, Don? Batman, Capula, McFarlane, December. What? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. There's a Batman spawn coming out again? Yeah, you didn't hear the big news from no. San Diego? Uh-uh, that was, yeah. that was the big news? That was some of it. McFarlane was all over San Diego, man. Like, he crashed the... Uh, DC panel and uh, Jim Lee was up there and Todd McFarlane walks in and he's like y'all might be wondering he's like you may be wondering why I'm in a DC panel I got five words Batman Spawn Capullo McFarlane December and everybody lost their shit lost their shit lost their I shit did, I did see a photo with Capullo uh, McFarlane and Lee together there at San yep. Diego, so that must have been probably right after that announcement or something. The yep. only thing I saw was that he said like there's going to be movie news coming soon, which he's been saying for like five years. So it sounded like he was signing Spawn, some special Spawn sketch book number one or something with gold lettering all oh. over the place or something. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of people on one of my sketch cover things that were showing off this thing. So. He did a signing with Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that's cool. Ah. I don't know why. I, they must have done a print. Why not? Yeah, why not? I, I mean, mean, if you get the opportunity to sign with Ozzy, I mean... To sign with <laughs> Ozzy? He's just there. Seems, seems obvious. <laughs> I, mean, I, guess, I guess Ozzy has, like, a new album coming out. Yes, he does. I, does and but does anybody care? Some, Maybe somebody that McFarlane is with did a print of it, the cover, or did the cover, because they were signing, like, stacks of stuff. It was, like, Ozzy, and uh, and then uh, at the end, McFarlane had Ozzy Osbourne sign his, sign his arm. It's like, you got to get Ozzy's autograph when you're sitting next to him, so... I know we do a, co- a mostly comics podcast, but I felt like there was really no interesting comic news at San Diego, for the most part. But the really interesting news I want to talk about is the Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Yes. The news? News. Oh. The MCU kind of like stole the, sh- stole the show, pretty much. 
Are you up in arms that Disney is showing rated R movies now? No, I think it's awesome. Oh. They broke their promise to America. They did? What was the promise? That they wouldn't show rated R things on their their streaming service. In other countries, they have like a separate like area that they show adult content on the Disney Plus. I don't know, dude. It's pretty un-American for them. I kind of thought they were going to do that. It is not un-American. It's the most American freaking thing you can do. It's freedom to choice. They own they own Hulu, and they're going to own all of Hulu soon. Like I think in twenty twenty three or four, it, it reverts to where they have all of Hulu. And at that point, I'm really not sure if they're not going to. I think they would merge them together or something. They already have it bundled, but just make it all one thing. I don't know. And yeah, just and just move all the Hulu money. content into Disney Plus. I don't know. They won't do that because they can currently charge separate for it. But if I. Uh... If I paid for my Disney, I would, I would get rid of it. Oh, well. Okay. Well, you can stop logging into my account if you want. <laughs> I mean. No, I just thought it was funny that people were, were, were getting pissed off. Who was getting pissed them. off? Some, yeah, some uh, I don't know, religious parents against everything group. I mean, the religious mad. people should already hate Disney because there's all the, because the homos, gay stuff yeah, and the homos. Think, so, I mean, yeah. they probably already hate Disney, so I don't know why the R stuff would matter. The uh, the parents the parents that don't want to have to pay attention to what their kids want to watch, they just turn on Disney. Well, they made it pretty easy to, like, lock them out, I thought. like Yeah, but, you know... It, that's a lot of trouble, Drew. You gotta like set up. Stuff, I think. And kids I think all kids should be watching Deadpool. Quite honestly. I think every three. Or, I think if you're not if you're three and you haven't seen Deadpool yet, your parents are doing a bad job. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just my take. Hot take. Prove me wrong. Nobody. Nobody listens to this podcast, right? That's right. So it's probably the same people that were. Never mind. Okay. I, I can't bring myself to say it. All there right. you go. Don't mix politics. But anyway, back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you see all the news out of that, Don? No, I didn't see any. I was watching McFarlane. Oh. So, Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe ends with Wakanda Forever and She-Hulk. Basically, it ends this year. And then, and then next year starts Phase 5. With Ant-Man and Quantumania. Ant-Man and Quantumania. And you got Guardians of the Galaxy three, and um, I know there was a couple movies, but I know Phase five ends with Thunderbolts. A TV show or a movie? Was the movie. Marvels movie in there? The one that's all the three? Yes, Marvels? the Marvels. Yeah, okay. the Marvels is in there. Uh, I know Thunderbolts. There was something else in between. Oh, Secret. the went the the next Captain America, where. Um, uh, Anthony Mackie is Captain America. It's called New World Order or something? Yeah. Who's Anthony Mackie? He's Falcon. He's Falcon. Oh. Um, is that Phase 5? Yeah, that's Phase 5. Okay. And then they, they... doing? Oh, and then they had several, like, TV shows that were going to be in there, like, um, uh, Secret Invasion and... Uh, a, a, dare, a Daredevil that's going to be, like, 18 episodes long. Uh, Ironheart... Um, those are all part of Phase 5. And then they announced Phase 6, which would start, I think, around 2025. And that would have Fantastic Four movie that would lead into the next Avengers movie called The King Dynasty. And then another Avengers movie 
six months later called Secret Wars. Better, better buy up all your uh, Kang first appearances now. Yeah, so it sounds like they're doing what they did with Infinity War, where they're going to have two kind of movies to bring everything together and end it. Good. And it's going to be a multiverse Kang thing. I'm just ready for Phase 4 to be over so everybody can stop bitching about how Marvel's going to shit. Oh, it's almost over, dude. Yep, Phase phase 4. What I thought was interesting, Scott, was that... And Phase 4 is terrible. That Phase 5 and 6 didn't really have any sequels to all the new characters that were introduced in Phase... Four. Like there was no like Shang Chi two, very true, or Eternals two, or somebody else brought that up that there was no Eternals that was announced on all that. Either. Well, they said there is going to be an Eternals two, but it's just going to be not direct, part of the MCU. Not, direct, uh, well, it's going to be like maybe Phase seven, or it's going to be oh my gosh, just or way out there, or it's going to they're going to slot it in there somewhere. Okay, before well, and obviously Phase six has to be more than just three movies. You know, that Maybe was, not, though, because if you think about it, they've been knocking out like about three movies a year, and that really kind of does three a year. In that year? That's true. Because 2025 is not that far away. No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, really, you got like three movies in 2023, and then... Yeah, you're right, though. There might be a couple gaps in there where they might need to fill in a few. Where they may do some things, yeah. But anyway, but the, today they announced that the director of Shang-Chi is going to direct the first Avengers the Kang, Kang Dynasty, Dynasty movie. Yep. You saw that? Okay. I did see that. Because I thought it's weird that they didn't announce any directors for those. And they're like, and he, well, he did say the Russo brothers weren't going to do it. He did say that, but the Russo brothers, he, the main reason he said that was because the Russo brothers said they would love to do Secret Wars. And that, I think that's why he came out and said that. But he may go back on it if they, yeah. if they come back and they go, yeah, we really want to do some stuff and we can do some things. I don't yeah. know. They're pretty locked in their Netflix stuff right now. And they very well may be. Well, and I've heard that the Gray Man's getting a sequel, so yeah, they got so. greenlit, so I'm sure they're they're going to be plenty busy. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was cool that they finally announced Fantastic Four, and they have... And you can kind of see where Phase 6 is going now, which is kind of cool. Yes, yeah. Because everybody was kind of wondering. It's like, okay, when does Phase 4 end, and what are where are we going? Well, yeah, what is the direction MCU is really taking right now? Not soon enough. <laughs> Well, I think people will relax a little bit now that they see it in a sort of a path, you know. And we got some cool stuff to look forward to. Another Guardians of the Galaxy movie that's supposed to kind of end the trilogy and it's supposed to be about, like, Rocket's origins is what they said. Yeah, it seemed kind of different. So. Oh, I know in Phase 5, Blade. Oh, yeah, Blade's coming back. Without Max. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Without Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Maybe he'll make a cameo. I hope so. Yep. That would make his Basically, decade. Basically, fa- Phase 5 is 2023 and 2024. Uh, and yeah, the movies look like it's uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Marvels, Blade, uh, Captain America, and Thunderbolts. And then your series are Secret Invasion, Echo, Loki Season 2, Ironheart... Yeah. Daredevil, Born Again, and Agatha, Coven of Chaos. And I gotta admit, I'm very unexcited for almost all of those TV shows. Except maybe Born Again. I should have bought me like five more copies of Hulk whatever, the first appearance of the Thunderbolts. Yes. Yes. Well, here's what I'm wondering. They said Thunderbolts. Well, there's been like five iterations of the Thunderbolts. So what does that even mean at this point? Like, what is the Thunderbolts that they're going to have? 
it, it doesn't matter as far as if you want to buy comic books and stuff. Uh, you just buy character. Thunderbolts 1, even though it has a completely different people in it. Yeah, a completely different team. Yeah. Because I would think it's probably going to be more like the latest Thunderbolts, where it was like Punisher and Elektra and all that jazz. That would be cool, but they should do the original. Yeah, but those characters are kind of dumb. Are those characters even introduced yet? Well, one of them is Baron Zemo. So well, he's Baron Zemo is, but... The rest, rest of them aren't. Yeah, that, that's think. what I had heard, was that past Zemo, the rest of them really haven't even been yeah. introduced yet. So, I don't know. It'll be they got time. There's always time, Don. Just not enough money. I think I think Disney has enough money. Oh, okay. Well, so there's always money, not enough time. Yeah, Disney has to worry about time, not money. That's true. I guess right now they're saying that Fantastic Four could be at the end of 2024. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they just have to sell more lightsabers. That is true. Keep growing well, if, that galaxy's edge. Well, if they do the two Avengers moving the same... Um, year year where they can do one in May and then one in like one in May and one in November December November yep that's what they hit the holiday have. okay May and November because Infinity hey. War and and Endgame all both came out in summer didn't they they were a year apart they were a year apart summer and that way summer. they could hit the whole summer season for both of them yeah it's a little risky not really summer I guess Thanksgiving's pretty safe yeah. remind me remind me when I'm doing my eight million eight billion genies review. Remind, uh-huh. Just say lightsaber. Lightsaber, okay. Because yeah. I'll forget. All right, I guess. Well, what I really, really want to know is when is um, Indiana Jones 5 coming out? Next summer. Okay, cool. I believe, right, Scott? I think so. Okay. I think yeah, they're filming, summer. so. Nice. But Steven Spielberg isn't directing it. That is true. He felt butt hurt after the last Indiana Jones. He did? Is that the reason? I heard something like that. Oh, why? Because it was so... So bad? Panned, yeah. Uh, I thought it, it was, was so bad. They hated Temple of Doom, too, and he somehow sloughed that off. That is true. Is and that now it's it? become like a cult classic. I love Temple of Doom. Speaking of which... Although, watching it again, it really is kind of bad, but... Oh, that's pretty As a kid, bad. I loved it, so... Yeah. That's good. Uh, let's see... Did you watch The Gray Man? Nope. No? I showed Christy the trailer. I was like, do you want to watch this? She's like, eh, I'm not really in the mood for that. Wow. Like, okay, well. I am. I guess I'm we so won't watch it. disappointed. Okay. I did. I watched it. It's a good action flick. Yeah, it looked like a f- good fun. Yeah, it's just fun popcorn type popcorn thing. Popcorn movie. Uh, Chris Evans and uh, Ryan Gosling, they're pretty amusing, you know, through yeah. it and stuff. So. They're probably not in enough scenes together, actually. But uh, overall, one of those problems. Yeah, overall, though, it's it's, it's cool. It's, it's like good. a Snake Eyes problem. Not Snake Eyes. Uh, I was going to say, that was just an awful movie entirely. So I like I Snake Eyes. What? No, the one with Nick Cage and John Travolta. What was that called? Face Off. Face Off, that's it. Like face Speaking off. of Face Off and Nicolas Cage, I also watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. How was that? Oh, my God, it's hilarious. Is it? I need to watch it. Um, Sweet. It, it's... Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage is just doing a full, just goofy send-up of himself, you know, oh, in a nice. lot of ways. Uh, it's all it, almost to a point of you're you're just flat out embarrassed, you know, especially early on. Um, but him and uh, what is it, uh, Pablo Pascal or whatever, uh, they they just bounce off each other so good and things. It, it gets a little it, maybe too much action flick like towards the end, the last third or whatever, last act type things. 
but overall it's it's still decent it just is just an odd movie in general i enjoyed it but uh cool. i think you probably would i don't know christy probably wouldn't i don't know oh yeah probably so, not. yeah cool that makes it, you know for years i've been talking like i think it would be fun to take an actor and like watch every movie they made like um from like first to last or whatever you know yeah i think nick cage would be a fun one to do but oh, i don't God. know that my wife oh, would no. never agree yeah to do that. There's a lot of crap in there. That's what that's what's fun about it, though, yeah. so, right? Like that's the journey. It's the journey, not necessarily the destination. Like it's like, wouldn't it be fun to see him all his roles and all his crappy choices and <laughs> you know all the bad ones and the good ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I just think that'd be fun. But I'm kind of a movie guy, so yeah, yeah. No, that's but cool. I haven't convinced Christy to pick an actor yet and do that. I did see the new Firestarter. Oh, is that the, horror as bad as I said? It is very bad. It's like trying to be update updated in like. The 2000s, you know, or whatever, yeah. but yet it has this lousy synthetic 80s like soundtrack. It almost has this grainy feel like it was trying to be an 80s movie. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it, it's just it, it's pretty bad overall. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I felt like I was supposed to be laughing at it and not actually thinking it was serious. So, yeah, well, that's too bad. Uh, I also watched All the Old Knives finally. Uh, that one's on Amazon Prime. Chris Pine and I think it's like Dandy Newton. Uh, it's it's a bit of a um, what would you call it thriller spy type of thing, um, but it's a real slow burn. I I tend to think you know basically it's a movie about um, kind of basically the CIA or whatever on a failure type of scenario. Uh, people die on this plane that gets hijacked type things, and then years later they're trying to go back and investigate that there was a mole somewhere in their group who was the mole. And, you know, it, it kind of, it's pretty easy to tell probably where it's going. So it's not as surprising probably how things are. It wants to think it's smarter, I think, than it is. But it's got good acting, and it's still not bad if you like those kind of little spy thriller type of things. So you watched all these movies, you didn't watch Spiderhead? I did not watch Spiderhead. I watched Spiderhead. Oh, you did? Yay. I'm so excited. What do you think? Dude. All you had to tell me was Clockwork Orange, and I would have been there. Why Clockwork Orange? It's so like Clockwork Orange. I mean, kind of, not really, but I see some similarities, sure. Yeah. I'll go with it. So you liked it? I didn't like it. Wasn't it, wasn't, didn't it kind of fall apart at the end, though? Like, last 20 minutes, it just kind of like, eh, fell apart a little bit? Yeah. I thought, kind of I thought it kind of fell apart at the end. Up to that point, I was enjoying it, though. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Cool. I liked it. I also watched Wrath of Man with Jason Stone. Oh, I've seen that. That's a good movie. It was all right. My problem was... Um, I don't know what my problem was. It, that, it just... It, I think I feel like Statham has been in better heist-type things and whatever else. Probably. You know, the, this one, while I thought it was pretty good going, it just seemed like it starts falling apart towards the end. Oh, you don't want to think know? about it too much. Oh, definitely not. Because it definitely, definitely does not... You know. It doesn't hold up to picking at the seams or. The yeah, and I didn't feel like I was, but uh, you know, it's pretty dumb. It, yeah, yeah. It but is. it's a fun action movie. See, I, I didn't think it was all that fun though. It, was, uh, it seemed like it was trying to take itself too seriously. And I thought the twist so. was kind of fun. Like, I mean, the because you're like, you know, this guy's in who he says he is, but you don't know who he is, and it yeah. turns out, and it's kind of, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Kind of twist. Yeah, uh, but it's like the 
bad guy with a bit of a heart or something like conscious yeah. kind of thing. So I, I mean, know. I guess the biggest problem with Statham is so invincible. Like he can pretty much do anything. Like oh, yeah, he's dropping his guys with like one shot right to the head. You know, it's like well, and if you knew really how dangerous this fucker was, wouldn't you? Especially the one guy who was the inside man. Yeah. Wouldn't you have just fucking taken him out anyway before you even yeah. say, "Are you with me?" I don't yeah. know. It's so yeah, I enjoyed it, but I think I saw it like right as like the pandemic was lifting and there were actually some of those movies that kind of came out were starting yeah. to hit streaming and I hadn't really seen any movies okay. like popcorn movies for a while and it kind of just hit that sweet spot yeah, yeah. so but yeah now you've seen a few it's probably not yours yep maybe not I don't know um did you finally watch the end of Miss Marvel or whatever or what yeah we finished Miss Marvel is she a mutant that's the implication and I was surprised they didn't announce a mutants movie because I thought I saw like a graphic of like mutants or whatever, you know. But yet they didn't announce anything. I know I was a little surprised about that too, especially after they were making such a big deal of the end of Miss Marvel and the fact that yeah they make mention of mutants or whatever. So maybe that's going to be Phase Seven, maybe. Maybe, maybe. They don't want to hit the Fantastic Four and the mutants in the same same thing area. They're pacing themselves, which is Could probably be. a good plan. But now you've made note of it, and now you're going to let that burn for two years? So, here's a good question. When did Iron Man come out? X-Men number ones. <laughs> yep. Cause... Buy up all the X-Men number one, because they're just going to go up so much more than the, what, $20 million they are now? Yes. Yep. So, here's a question. When did Iron Man come out? 2008? Oh, God. I should Iron Man's this. 2008, right? I thought it was like 2010. <laughs> Probably right. All right. When was Endgame? Twenty eighteen. Endgame was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yes. So that means phase one, two, and three were ten, eleven years. Uh, essentially, yes. Now phase four, five, and six, we really compressed it because it's like really started in twenty nineteen. And maybe the pandemic messed up a little bit. And you go into 2025, it's really six or seven years. Yeah. And yeah. I realize that they're putting out more movies per year, per year than they than were in the beginning. Before. So that's yeah. probably part of it. But And so many series and everything It's else. weird because I really felt like Phase 4 was taking forever and not really going anywhere. And now I feel like, oh, we're only going to be done. We're going to be done already in 2025. You know, because the other one had such yeah, a build-up. Yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you were building up the other one over... Uh, a better part of a decade. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. But they also are using the TV shows more. But if you really look at it, really the buildup of Iron Man to a lot of things was really building up to the Avengers, you know. That's true. So it was almost like they were, like, multiple buildups. That's right. And, I mean, if you look at absolutely the Avengers, it came out. And I think that's why it was so satisfying. It came out in 2012. So you really only had a four-year gap between... Uh, Iron Man and the Avengers. So yeah. you really got your payoff of the Iron Man and what they were trying correct, to do correct. by the Avengers. <laughs> and then you're trying to figure out what you would do then to the next phase, which ended up being another five years. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, yeah. for the big event, being in this four to five years. It's still year three range, phases, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, you know, I hear you saying. But it's, a different it's really more of event headlining to yeah. event headlining, I think. I keep wondering, it's like, how long can they keep this going? Do you ever wonder that? 
I do. Okay. I, I thought pretty much after in-game they were screwed. but And for the first year of it or so, because of the pandemic maybe and whatnot, yeah. it did seem like they were floundering. Yeah, yeah, floundering. It's a good word. If people are still around after this catastrophe called Phase 4, they'll be golden forever. It's true. I don't think this is a catastrophe. I don't either. That's just me. I think there's been online, some good stuff. Online, everybody hates Phase 4. They don't know it's because they... it's new. They had to introduce a bunch of new stuff, and people don't like change. They want to see, but they don't like hey. the same either because they didn't like Thor, uh, Love, and, Love Thunder, and Thunder, which was just like Ragnarok. So yeah. it turns out you yeah. can't please people, Don. I know that's a surprise. I watched, I watched the last James Bond movie. Oh, you haven't seen that? Oh, yet? Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah. What? I know it's so long. It's like a freaking. What is it? Isn't that thing like about twelve hours long or something? It's eighteen if you if you watch the director's the cut. director's cut. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's long. It took, it took me three weeks to watch it. It didn't. It didn't feel long in the theater. It you watched it in long. the theater? Jesus! Oh my god! It's good. You liked it? Yeah. Okay. It's solid. I went, I went back and started watching all the Daniel Craig ones. Oh yeah, I watched Casino Royale like a couple years ago. That it's one holds up. It's cool to watch the, the uh, story arc. It's all one guy, big giant story arc. Okay. Yeah, it is. It? They are connected, which is weird because the James Bond movies have never done that before. I know. And I don't know. It, I like. So, it. what do you think they're going to do next? Because usually they do kind of a soft reboot, but now you they're what? acting like they're going to continue it. Maybe. Usually, what? They do kind of a soft reboot when they get a new Bond. Well, they're going to have to. Well, what if they continue with a different character but in the same universe? Yeah. That girl. Yeah, they had a couple possibilities. It could be the first girl Bond ever. Yeah, and they talked about that. That'll never happen. Because it seemed like the other James Bond movies were kind of, weren't really connected. Like, once you got a new Bond, they didn't really ever act like the other Bond existed in the same universe. Right. Yeah. Um... I also started watching Westworld. Oh, uh, from the beginning? Yeah. I'm sorry. Cool. I've never watched it. I never have either. The first season is good. It's pretty good. After that, it starts going downhill. Once Brubaker starts writing some episodes. Well, he, I, uh, he starts writing the later ones? I think he wrote some in season two. Hmm. Season, At least one. Season two is, is okay. It's just not as good as season one. Then season three takes a weird... I don't have know, you twist. watched four then, Scott? I have not watched four. My brother's watching it, and he said he's watching it now more out of just he feels invested, but he's not liking it. He didn't say <laughs> he said it, he said it's not great. He, I guess he didn't say it was awful. He just said it's eh. So he's I not went back, and you know what is awful? No, uh, Resident oh. Evil on Netflix. That's what I've heard. That is truly... In fact, I only made it, I think, three episodes in, and I don't have any desire to go back to that. I went back and watched the uh, movie, the Westworld movie. Oh, uh, which one? First one? The first one. Like from it the 70s? From the 70s. With you, Brenner, or whatever? With you, That's Brenner. a great movie. And then I watched the second one. Uh, the, Future uh, World. Future World. i never seen Future World, but Westworld is great. I saw that when I was, like, a teenager... And man, it was so good. Oh. You know what's really interesting? Nope. I didn't realize that that was written by and directed by Michael Crichton. Yes. You know that? Westworld was? I knew Westworld was... Movie. Really? I, yeah, I knew it was written by him. 
It was directed by him. I didn't realize he directed it as well. I feel like James Cameron's Terminator stole a lot from uh, Westworld. Going into that, though, knowing that, dude, it's it's so Jurassic Park. Like, it's Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, totally. Way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. The movie's so ahead of its time. It's crazy. It's like he came and went like, well, okay, 25 years later, boom, same thing, only, hey, let's do dinosaurs. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> let's just take this idea. I don't know. It's 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 crazy watching it with that mindset. That is crazy. I did not have that mindset when I saw it because I don't know if Jurassic Park had come out. Well, Jurassic Park hadn't come out when you saw it. Possibly. I don't know exactly when I saw it. I thought I was a teenager. I mean, and well, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park technically came out, came out like, when I was a teenager. Yeah, didn't it come out in like 90 or 91? I think it was 93. Yeah. Oh, was it 93? Yeah, you're probably 90% right. 90% sure. You, yeah, you're, you're right as usual. So I've been watching uh, yep. some older movies with Zach, and we watched Independence Day, the original. Ooh. Yeah. That movie holds up okay as long as you kind of take... The original? Yeah. There's, There's more been a remake. There's been a There's remake? There's a sequel. Okay. That's the sequel, though. It's not like... It's still called I wouldn't say Day, it's though. Independence Day 2, but not original or whatever. <laughs> All right, sorry. Original. We watched Independence Day, and so I, I carried that uh, alien invasion theme forward, so then we watched uh, War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise one. Ooh. Yeah. That movie holds up pretty well. Does I like it? that movie. Huh. I did not like that movie. But probably because Cruise was in it. You should, you uh, like Tom you should uh, watch... Uh, did you like War of the Worlds? Me? Yeah. The original. <laughs> what? I don't remember at all. I remember Tom Cruise like hiding in an abandoned building, like okay. trying not to make noise. Gotcha. And getting sucked That's up. That's my only memory of that movie. Cool. And then we just watched uh, Dark City. Have you guys ever seen Dark City? Um, guy from Twenty Four, isn't he in that? Guy from Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, he's in yeah, that. Yeah. Is that the I have seen that. One? Nope, nope, it's not animated. It is not. It's interesting, that movie came out a year before The Matrix. It, like, has so many similar themes to The Matrix. Like, it could almost... It's like, it almost... They could have almost stolen, like, half that movie for The Matrix. But it what came out... What movie am I thinking of that's, like, the animated one? I have no idea. City of uh, Lost Children? What? City of Lost Children? No, it's like that weird animation. Like, like they took... They met, they put animation over live action. Oh. And it was like some city or dark or something. You know what I'm talking about? I, was I, I know that cool world. Or I know like the that. animation style you're talking rotoscoping. I don't remember yes. a, a movie called that. Scanner Darkly. Was, a scanner Darkly? Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe. I mean, that came out like ten years later, probably. With Keanu right. Reeves. Based yeah. off of Philip K. Dick. That's a cool. That movie. is a cool movie. I did the like book's it. really good. When um, actually, it's not very good at all. The book's horrible. <laughs> when are you going to introduce him to one of the greatest movies ever, Escape from New York? I don't know. Ugh. We'll get there. But I don't. It's dated though. I don't think it holds up very well. It holds up awesome. Dude. I have to gain his trust a little bit more. It, it holds up. Have you up done the awesome Terminator? Movie. Terminator Two with him? He didn't like. He he thought Terminator Two was too scary when he was younger and didn't okay. want to watch it. Yeah, because I did that with my kids was Terminator, and they thought they just basically laughed through that movie. And yeah. then we watched Terminator Two, and believe it or not, that held up well. 
They well, liked yeah, it. I tried to just jump yeah. right into Terminator 2. I didn't make him watch Terminator. Yeah, see, I, I told my kids, I was like, you've got to watch Terminator before watching Terminator I 2. I figured he could just catch up. It. I thought they could too, but I actually wanted them to feel like I did, you know, when, you know... Yeah, that first Terminator Arnie, was pretty low budget. It, well, yeah, but when you watch the second one and Arnie comes out, and you're like, you you don't know who the bad guy is, who yeah. the good guy is. I tried to give a little background for that. So, you know, hey. I watched, made my kids watch Terminator, so this way when they watched Terminator 2, they were like, oh my gosh, it's that guy. It and actually... was like, what? You but actually you know, don't need that because the way the movie is filmed, he's kind of running from him and scared of him anyway, and he looks kind of imposing, so you already know that he's kind of scared of him, and you don't need that background. That may you know, be true, but it helps even more. It probably does a little bit. Reinforced let, it. Let me know when you're going to uh, watch A Clockwork Orange, because I'll, I'll watch it with you guys. I won't. Let, I'm what not going to watch about that the, with uh, you. The other one, though, The Dark World or whatever. Dark City? Dark City, there you go. My point is that movie was Dark City ahead of its time. And things. And I felt like it was very... It was like one of those movies that like was very influential, but like wasn't very successful at the time. But if you go back and watch it now, you're like, man, so many people took stuff from this movie, even though it wasn't a hit at the time. And it's well, not a perfect it, movie by any means. Was it a hit ever? Well, it's kind of like a cult kit now. Oh, okay. And when you go back, like a retrospective, you're like, wow, this movie was really ahead of its time kind of thing. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Because you saw it, right? I did see it, but I saw it back in, you know, 90s. and When it came uh, out. Yeah, 98. Did Scott watch Doctor Strange Love yet? No. Although, it came, you know, Matrix came out just a year after it. Yeah, it's just a year later. Uh Uh-huh. Damn it, Scott. What did Scott not do? Uh, Dr. Strangelove or how I learned... Uh, oh, you didn't watch Dr. Strangelove yet? No, what's it on? Is it on Netflix? Didn't I you guys say it's on. I'll let you log into my Voodoo if you want Somebody to. Somebody told me it was on one of the damn streaming You services. can have my Voodoo uh, account. Yeah, I need to... I'm going to watch it this next two weeks, Scott. You better watch it. Oh, You're going to have to, like, tell me. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Hell, <laughs> I might even watch it tonight when we're done. Dr. Strangelove is such a good movie. I got time. There you go. I got nothing to do, baby. Wow. I'm, I am, I am positive. Cool. I'm almost through Umbrella Academy. I'm through. I'm on almost the last episode. Of what? Are you enjoying it? I am. Umbrella Academy is good. I love the music. Yes, the music's good. I don't know. Just the whole interaction of everybody though is just great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I feel like the characters are flawed and they're kind of real and they make mistakes and they have emotions. Are we going to talk about comics at all? Yep. I didn't really read anything, though. I read some stuff. But yeah, we can talk about comics. Scott. Scott read some stuff. I did. He's got at least... I read a bunch of stuff. Well, cool. I read so much stuff, I'm not even going to talk about half of it. That's awesome. Because there's probably half of it I don't want to hear about. I'm sure you don't because I don't even want to remember I read some of it. Fair. All right, so why don't you start then, since you read the most? Well, I think we could tag team something. All right. Did Scott read this? Oh, Passageway. Did you give this to Scott? Yes, and he has it right here. And speaking of which, I brought that for you. Yes, Passageway by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. This was good. This looks like we're doing one of these weird mirrors of a mirror. So Don's review is it was good. What was, we can what, hide five with the hands. Did it That's seem right. a little short and simple? 
Sort of. You know what it reminded me? It, it was very Cthulhu-esque to me. Yes, I would agree with that. And it also... Have you ever actually read any Cthulhu? Uh, yeah, I read, uh, I read that Alan, Alan Moore thing. But have you read an actual Lovecraft, like the actual Lovecraft stuff? I have, I've listened to it. Okay, cool. Alright. Okay. So you got uh, some background. Yeah. Um, it also kind of started out, it kind of reminded me of that, uh, what was that Lighthouse movie with, like, uh, What's-His-Face? The Lighthouse? The Lighthouse, yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he was going with. What was that Lighthouse movie? Uh, the Lighthouse. I never saw that. With the Twilight Vampire. Yes. And, and William uh, Defoe. I had to watch that movie. Yes. I love The Witch. That movie. I hated The Witch, so I've never watched The Lighthouse. The Witch is the greatest movie ever. It is. The not Witch the is good, movie, and either. The Lighthouse is is good. Um, yeah, I I liked it. It it was very fast pretty simple um is this the first thing that we've read of this well scott has read the bone mythos prelude i have and it has nothing really to do with this okay good so i didn't miss much so you didn't miss it just a lot of penises huh i guess i (laughs) guess i really wasn't focused in on that when i read it. i'm just flipping the pages there's a lot of male nudity that's all yeah that's probably true no i guess there's not much just a couple what are you guys talking about? Talking about the... Penises, Don? The Mythos Prelude. Okay. This thing, did you read this? Uh, oh, Greek, no. Okay. Because it goes with the passageway. It's part of the same universe. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, so you like the passageway. What did you think, Scott? Yeah, it was alright. Did you I like it like better it. or worse than the Mythos Prelude? Because you seem like you were kind of excited. I think I was, and I think my hopes were too high. Oh, so that's what happened? I think, yeah, I do. I like the art, it's still, and everything. And, I mean, it's got this nice little self-contained thing, but I I don't know. I'm Either I feel like I'm missing something, or I I just felt like I didn't really get it. I don't know. Well, there wasn't much to it to get, I don't think. It seemed like it was all just kind of set up. Could be, but that's the same type of thing I felt like with the prelude. And well, so yeah. I, maybe that was where my disappointment was, where I was hoping you were that, hoping a more meat. you know, uh, basically, I felt like I got the same thing out of the passageway that I did out of the pre- the Mythos prelude, and it was, what, one-third the size? Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay, give me this little creepy thing and not explain hardly anything and just throw some blood on stuff and... And there you go. Well, now they so, got a whole series that they're coming out with. So, so it could, you know, get better, or it could just be this weird, flaky, you know, sus- I don't know. I, there's a certain suspense and just, ooh, you know, type thing with it. And I don't know that I'm, I'm not a huge horror fan. I'm not either. And so that may be part of part of it, too. But you liked uh, the last thing they did. What was that called? Gideon Falls? Oh, I love Gideon Falls. So, that's but kind Gideon of Falls had a, a horror slash timey whiny aspect yeah. uh, type of thing going on. This could there. have some timey whiny stuff going And uh, I think that's why I like Gideon Falls, because uh, okay. it, 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 it kind of pulled me into that um, gotcha. inquisitive factor, you know, yeah. kind of stuff that I like. Whereas this is just like, I want to throw blood and, you yeah. know, kind of scares for this, the sake of doing it. Cool. And... And making people scared of things that go bump in the night. Gotcha. So, yeah. but like I say, it, it's not bad. I think my hopes were just too high for it. It's fair. All right, what else you got, Don? Anything else? Any last words you had? 
on the passageway? You loved oh, it? I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a cool little story, whether it's attached to anything else or just contained or whatever. I thought it was neat. I liked it. But cool. I like that creepy kind but, of horror stuff. So. Yeah. It is up my alley. Yeah, I thought so. And there's, it's, there's some excellent art to go with that creepiness oh, factor. Yeah. The art's insanely good. Oh, it, it I, really I'm, is. I'm really, starting, I'm really starting to appreciate, not that I didn't before, but I'm really, really starting to appreciate Sorrentino and anything that that Lemire and Sorrentino do together, I'm really digging, so. They're, they're kind of getting up there with the Brubaker and... Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, they're pretty solid they team. They keep cranking stuff out. Yeah, I would agree. All yeah. right, what else you got over there? I got caught up on my Amazing Spider-Man. I was, like, way behind. Oh, nobody cares. Huh? Oh, that is great. I said nobody cares. You want me to oh. hit him for you? All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> so this is this whole... still Spencer? No, his run was ended. So this is the new the... series. No, this is the end of the, the old series after Spencer, and then it spins into the new series with John Romita. Did Zeb Wells take over the old series? Yeah, well, they were doing this Beyond thing where they were cranking out like three issues a month, so they had a bunch of people on it. So they wanted you to pre-order nine issues before you read any of them to know if they were right. any good. But, That's uh, smart. Basically, it's brilliant. So it's Peter, it Parker, Peter Parker got hurt, and so uh, Ben Riley comes back and becomes Spider-Man, but he's working for like this Beyond Corporation, like like they own him. And he, they, like, set him up in this penthouse and blah, 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 blah. And this whole time, like, Peter Parker is, like, in the hospital. Uh, he finally wakes up out of his coma. and But he's not up to full speed. So um, uh, Black Cat gets Captain America. And they, like, start training Peter Parker. Like, getting him back into spider shape or whatever. But anyway, the whole thing culminates with uh, Ben right Ben and so this Beyond Corporation was kind of like they were wiping uh, Ben Riley's memories they were kind of like shaping him like trying to shape him but he knew something was wrong so he's really kind of going crazy so at the end of it it culminates with everybody thinks that Peter Parker and and Riley they they fight and the building falls on top of uh, ben Riley, and you think that he's dead or whatever, and then at the last page he pops out, and he's like this new character or whatever. So, I mean, it was whatever. I was reading up to it, and like, you know how Marvel like hypes everything? They're like, this last issue will shock you and blow your mind. You won't even be able to see straight after you read it. It's so great. That's but probably you... true if you haven't read a thousand Spider-Man comics right. at this point. And, and, I, and I think it would, <laughs> but... The new one I read. If you were 12 and this was your first Spider-Man story, your mind would be blown. Right. But if you're you're 51 and this is your thousandth Spider-Man story, I'm not sure how impressive it is. Right. I'm not that impressed. Um, I mean, it was a cool story. It was fine. It was whatever. I really wish they wouldn't have taken like 20 issues to get to it, but... (laughs) <laughs> they kind of they kind of had to build it up, I guess. I think they built it up way too much. Had to build it up and like, get your cash. It could have been done in like six issues instead of twenty, but uh, you know, whatever. Um, um, 
but I started reading. I read the first four issues of the new one with Ramita. Yeah, this is really good, man. Okay. This is like back to. I'm excited to start it when it finally hits unlimited. It should be hitting yeah. soon. So it, I won't spoil anything, but well, there's not really much to spoil. It's a tombstone story. Um, the arts, the arts, crazy good. Uh, it 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 kind of has the feel of like old old Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind of get the kind of get the juices back, but. Uh, it starts out, it opens up, and it's kind of a mystery. So, like, it opens up, and it's, like, Peter Parker's, like, just... He's, like, sitting by this crater, and he's, like, crying. And, uh... Oh, I love my Peter Parker crying. It's always fun. It says, outside of... Outside York, Pennsylvania, there's, like, this big smoking crater. Like, something happened. And then it jumps to, like, six months. And we haven't gotten back to what happened. See, you get a two-page spread of six months later. So, I, ho- I hope Romita got paid. <laughs> I hope Romita got paid for those two pages. He probably did not. <laughs> um, and then it kind of it 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 all goes back to oh, it's Peter Parker and woe is me and you know I can't pay my bills and all this all all this jazz. But um, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I'm liking it. I'm cool. digging it. So. It's much better than uh, the twenty issues that I read through <laughs> to get to that point. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I gave yeah, up was... on Spencer's run. Huh? I gave up on Spencer's run. Right. I know. Um, Slot's run one, broke me. One of the other things that I read that I think you're reading, Drew. I'm not sure. Is the the new Hulk? Yeah, I read the first three or four issues of that. You haven't finished the, the first arc then. No, but I'm kind of lost interest. You're lost? I lost interest. I thought it was a cool concept. I really liked it. Yeah. I've never seen the Hulk as bloody as it is. Like, (laughs) Ryan Otley's just drawing blood everywhere. Like, in the Hulk. But, uh... Yeah. I thought it was a cool idea. How he's, like, trapped. See, I haven't read the end of Immortal Hulk. Oh, you haven't? That, that last hardcover still hasn't fucking come out. It's been forever. I don't know what's the deal with it, but it, I didn't even like out. I didn't even like Immortal Hulk, so I'm I may be done with Hulk as well. But I think I I'm almost like done with show. Marvel. You what? I think I'm pretty much done with Marvel. Really? The last thing that was really getting me excited was Hickman's X Men, and then he left, and I didn't really care for what anybody else was doing. So I don't know. I thought Donny Cates and, and uh, Ryan Otley, I thought the Hulk was was pretty neat. I, I liked the concept of... How many uh, issues did you read? Uh, I read up six. Okay. It was good. I'll finish it, probably. Which is the first arc, and then it and then it ties into Thor. Gotcha. And it's got the Banner-Thor War, which I'm not caught up on Thor, so... Yeah, I, I kind of lost interest in Thor, too. It was because Cates was doing that whole thing, and I was just like, eh. I don't know. I think, yeah. I, just, I, think I just need a break from Marvel... <laughs> Period. Yeah, and I may, I may, I don't know. Like, I'm not. I think Kate's is good. Like, I like I like what I've read up of crossover. Um, but I'm, I don't know that I'm sold on his Marvel stuff either. Like, I wasn't super like that Venom. Like, he's the new big guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's so, about all Marvel has, other than Aaron at this point. But like Venom, all culminated in his symbiote stuff and the King. The King in Black and yeah, like all that crap. I can't get into that either. Um, 
and it seems like he's kind of doing that on a smaller scale with Hulk and Thor since he's writing both of those. I mean, he really tries to tie his stuff together, I think, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, he might as well, but I I liked it. I thought the story was cool. I liked what he did with the Hulk, how he had Banner, like, separated and, and actually was was had the Hulk trapped and was feeding the engine of the... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was neat. I thought yeah. it was cool. It's a cool idea. I just... I don't know. I'm having really. I'm really having trouble with the Marvel comics right now. I don't know what it is. Well, DC doesn't get much better, buddy. Oh, I'm not reading DC either, except for if Tom King and Greg Smallwood do something. <laughs> How much stuff does Scott have? He's got uh, two more. He's got two more. Okay, hold and on. And I have two. I'll kind of. I'll. Ta- I'll talk about this i know we've done it the last three because you read it and then scott read it i finally read it but i read i finished out carmen oh carmen oh cool um i had read the first issue whenever it first came out i don't think that would read in single issues very well well it does when you read them all together it's not bad i meant monthly sorry touche yeah no i understand what you're saying um I i liked it i thought it was all right I kind of wish it would have ended sad instead of happy. Or uh, I can like, understand I that. She... What? I can actually understand that. I would have liked it if, like, there would have been consequences. I would have liked it if there would have been consequences, you know? Fallout, whatever. I mean, it, it kind of ended happy, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not 100% happy, but... Happy enough. happy. Fair. Like... Huh? I yeah. like. I enjoyed the happy ending, but I, I, I hear what you're I saying. Wish it I wish you wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't just fully committed, went full on dark, man. Just been like, hey, tough shit. You killed yourself. <laughs> now there's repercussions. Like, wow. Your boyfriend, like that, he really wanted you. You must be a Republican. You killed, yourself, you killed yourself for nothing. So that's pointless. That's the point. The point is, you effed up, so you miss out. That's right. I don't know. Let's do some dark shit, man. There's right? so much dark have... stuff. Why can't we have some happy stuff? Everything's happy. No, everything's dark. No, it's not. Yeah, totally. Name something happy. Uh, can't do it, can you? Fucking, I don't know. See? Uh, Spider-Man? Is it happy? Oh. I guess. Um, everything I read? I don't know. All right, cool. Nobody, nobody pulls a pulls the trigger like that like you know what i mean i it's guess always, it, it always ties up into a nice little happy boat like let's have some shit matter all uh, right fair i guess i don't know what did you get because i didn't listen to what you guys talked about because i hadn't read it what did what were your guys thoughts on it i on carmen i thought yeah. it was I, I actually thought it was better than i expected i liked the art through it and uh, overall, I I felt like it had a decent story there. I think it kind of loses some of its momentum when it focused a little more on what would you say the the, the overall inner workings of the the death system or whatever. Yes, you know. Yes, I could have done without that. Yeah. And, and what the hell is this bonus? Everything was affecting everybody's bonuses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what are they getting for a bonus? Like. Time off? I don't know. Time off? 
oh, that's going to affect your bonus. Oh no! I don't know. What the hell are you talking? He was about? obviously fixated on the idea of it being like a, a business yeah, or something. I, I didn't think that worked that well either. Yeah, I mean, not as much as they gave it. But as a character piece, I thought it worked really well. Just yep. with, and the yeah. art was really amazing to look at. I would agree. Oh yeah, yeah. The art, the art was crazy good. I, I really liked it. I like I said, I wish. I just wish it wouldn't have been a happy ending. What else has that guy done? Because I've never seen any of his other stuff. He has done a lot of DC stuff. Like, he's uh, done a lot of Batman stuff. Um, I think he did that the, the Joker series that's been out, like, the so last year. But, crap, I wouldn't want to read anyway. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but he's done a lot of Batman DC stuff. Um, I've been... I've liked his artwork for quite a while. I just cool. I can't remember exactly what he's all done. I want to say he's done, like, a... Probably a Catwoman or a Batwoman or Yeah, I can see that. It's amazing how many good artists are wasted on these DC and Marvel books. Right? It's a travesty, I tell you. It is a travesty. Um, I only have, like, three or four more. All right, well, I'll do one. I haven't done one yet. I read your Cain and Abel by Shaky Cain and Crint Abel. Yep. Um, this is cool. It's a funny little anthology, just a bunch of little stories. I enjoyed both of them. But yeah, the the Abel guy, he was a little darker, a little more Mad Maxy, and his art was a little edgier. It kind of that that second story or that the first story, the the one with like the the creature or whatever, they turn all the humans into like one big giant protoplasm or whatever. Oh yeah, the black fur. I like the black fur, the bear with the two babies with chainsaws on him. That was <laughs> yes. pretty cool. That I mean, great. how can you not like a bear with babies with chainsaws strapped to his jetpack? <laughs> right. And then at the end when they're like in the hospital trying to recover. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the one baby is like uh, years later or whatever. Like He's a like comic a comic book artist or something. Comic con signing or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's just kind of that it weird kind of experimental comics. It kind of reminded me of like, I don't know, crazy ideas. It kind of reminded me of like that, uh, what was that, uh, Shioli, uh, American Barbarian. Yeah, I could see some of that. Yeah, just that weird. it kind of had that energy, kind of that vibe or whatever. Yeah. And the art, the art was really cool. I really dug it, so. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Good, I do remember, it seems like the Abel stories made more of an impression than the Kane stories. Now that it's been a couple weeks, I'm like, I don't really remember what the Kane stories were really about. Yeah. They it were okay a, at the time, but now I'm just like, it's not really sticking with me. He did a series, like, was it 100 Coffins or something? Coffins or something? Three yeah, minutes. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Have you ever read that stuff? Bulletproof Coffin. Yeah. I have not read it, no. Okay. But here you can have it back. All right, thanks. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, no, it was good. I was glad I read it. It was, it, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what Bill Hook was doing with his uh, 86th or whatever anthology thing. Just kind of yeah. weird off-the-wall stuff. Yeah. But I don't cool. usually want too much of that in one sitting, but every once in a while it's kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of had a grindhouse vibe to go back to our movie theme. Yeah, I see that. 
Cool. All right, Scott, you're up next, man. Uh, let's see here. Snow Angels won the Eisner. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it was where I was going to... Which I don't know why. I'm not sure either. What? It w- what won so, the Eisner? Snow Angels. Oh, yeah. Volume 2. And this is Volume 2, and it's written uh, by Lemire, and Jock does the art. Um, I I mean, it's a okay story. I, I like the fact that this does, you know, tie everything up. It does tie everything up. You know, um, it explains a lot of things throughout it. Um, you know, overall, it's a story about exploration, you know, and pitfalls that happen with that and um you know a little bit of uh extraterrestrial life you know and and things like that but uh but overall i enjoyed it it um i don't don't think i'm a jock fan Uh, you know uh, i would agree with that i don't think his storytelling is that good sometimes i have trouble figuring out what he's what he's trying to to show. show yes and as a comic book storyteller that's kind of important well there was the whole and, fight that happens in that like kind of underground area that yeah. it was a little hard to tell the action there of what was really going on and i i agree with you and some little things then because of that kind of weird action you know where it's like oh somebody got thrown down the hole but yet somehow they managed to you know send something up and grab a rope or whatever i don't know it um there was you're a right. point where some, i was confused and i'm like what's happening some of the action scenes just did not flow very well i will give you that but i thought as a story i thought it was pretty good so, especially for something that was fairly short not to be a dick but how did this win in eisner like i mean i don't think it's the best lemire or jock work that i've seen you know what i mean i guess it won best digital comic or whatever but it may not have been up against much. I, I guess know. maybe not, but I'm just like... Well, here's the thing. You know, to your point about Jock, you know, and stuff, and I, I don't want to... He, he does way better than I ever could, obviously. Well, he's obviously much better but I, than me. He's at San Diego Comic-Con, and I see some of the people, you know, that are posting his stuff in the prices, and I mean, basically, somebody got a Batman on a sketch cover, and it looks like a big, dark freaking blob with two little pointy things, and that cost them, like, 250 bucks, yeah. you know, or something like this, and to maybe 300 and i just think wow that is that's insane it looks it looked like something that would have taken him like maybe 10 minutes tops to do yeah so i i'm just uh but everybody has their own stuff that they like you know and sure. things and i'm with you the jock stuff just doesn't uh, totally appeal it does pretty good in, in in some of this especially because it has a real gritty dirty feel you yeah. know which kind of goes with the kind of hard luck life that maybe the girls have had but from an action perspective it seems like the storytelling seems to be a little off and even for lemire i mean it's an okay story but it's like it's nothing nothing hugely interesting or i didn't think the characters were super well developed yeah they just it felt kind of flat for me just and then the whole sci-fi you know twist stuff it's like it's just kind of like eh it's just the whole combination just considering it's two creators that i normally like for the most part it's like it's nothing really hit yeah i don't know overall i enjoyed it it was a fairly quick read and everything else and i like the fact that it wrapped up but i'm i'm with you it's not probably the strongest of outings there yeah but it had such a quick if I ranked Jeff Lemire's stuff, this would be pretty low to the bottom. Oh, for me. Yeah, you probably would be right. But if I compared it with maybe some other 
writer's stuff, it would probably maybe be, it's, yeah, maybe that's not fair. Be so. better, you know, type things yeah. too, you know. Sure. So it's fair. I mean, I found it better than probably a lot of, and nothing against Marvel and some of their stuff, but probably better than some, you know, excellent yeah. stories and other things that were in sure. the day. So. Scotty Young was up for a couple Eisners. He didn't win. Uh, poor Scotty Young. He already has like a half dozen, doesn't he? Probably. Yeah, well, he was up for a couple more. He probably wanted to write in one since he's been writing a bunch of stuff. All right, what do you got, Don? Eight billion genies. I know, I apologize. Go ahead, Don. Eight billion genies. And so everybody gets one wish. Are we good? Yes. Yep, we're good. And what would you do with that one wish? I don't know, but I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't spend it right away. <laughs> I'd wait it out. See what everybody else is gonna do first? Everybody else is doing well, a lot of people are doing it right away and they're kinda they're kinda some of them are uh, not taking effect with some of the other ones and uh, so anyway. It, it all kind of, so it, the story opens up and there's like this bar I think it's like in Detroit uh, and this is where our, our main cast of characters are socialism and for everybody capitalism for everybody communism I'm for sorry. everybody it's in it's Michigan um, Michigan yeah. Yeah. that's where Detroit Michigan. is at huh Detroit is in Michigan I believe yeah 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 it says, maybe Scott knows, it says St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Um, Why would anyway, Scott know? Because his daughter lives, doesn't she live in Anyway, there's like, there's like our main cast of characters are like in this bar. But they also and like the land as soon as it happens, like the bar, the bartender, he like makes his wish right away. He says that like any, any wish that anybody makes outside of this bar cannot affect anybody inside the bar or the bar itself. So basically, everybody inside the bar is safe. And I said the lightsaber because they're like watching TV or whatever. And like Detroit's on fire, and so like they're talking to the, they're talking to like the and you see like all kinds of stuff like just dinosaurs going down the street, like all kinds of crazy shit going on, and like the city's on fire, and like the genies will talk to the people, and they're like, why is why is Detroit burning? He says something about some lady wished for a lightsaber and didn't realize, like, how to use it. So she, like, set the whole fucking town of Detroit on fire with her lightsaber. With a lightsaber? <laughs> wow. Well, Those lightsabers catch stuff on fire, really. <laughs> anyway, it, it's got some funny stuff like that going on. Um, so, like, inside the bar, there's, like, a kid. And his dad's there, and his dad's kind of like a drunk, obviously, and he's like passed out at the bar. Obviously, and his there's dad's like, drunk. So he actually goes into the bathroom and like wishes for because the the kid's mom had like passed away, I guess, or whatever. So he like wishes for the kid's mom to come back because he wasn't like a good dad or whatever. And so like she comes back, and like it goes into so like there there's one scene where they're at the White House, <laughs> and and. Uh, this guy wishes, like, the general or whatever, like, the president's there, like, in the Oval Office, and they're like, we wish, or I wish that the United States is, like, the, the most powerful, most whatever country in the world, blah, 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 and they're like, okay, get on the phone to North Korea, they need to tell us, like, they're, they're, they're our subjects now, or whatever, 
they get on the phone and North Korea is like freaking out and they're like, whoa, <coughs> no, you should be listening to us. And the genie's like, yeah, every country in the world except like Switzerland like made that wish like in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> they're like, they all nixed each other out. Like they all avoided. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Like, how far they take it you know what i mean like how can you do like a concept that big and put it in like eight issues but like the first issue it said like the first eight hours or first eight minutes and then the second issue was like first eight hours and then like it said next issue like the first eight days so i don't know it's a really cool interesting concept and i like ryan brown and charles soul they've done good stuff before so yeah, I feel like the concept's going to be hard to deliver on because there's right. so many possibilities. And, and that's what I'm worried about. To make but... it compelling would be hard. But <laughs> apparently it was compelling enough for Amazon to pony up I a know, bunch right of money. After, like, what? I don't even think an issue had came out yet. Well, they must have shown out. the whole thing to them, I would guess. Huh? They must have shown them extra issues. Maybe. To you would think out. they would have pitched them the whole story. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. But anyway. Um. I enjoyed the first two issues, but like I said, I, I'm kind of, but even if, like, if you knew that, like, going into it, like, the last, maybe the last you said, oh, it's going to be 24 issues or 30 issues, like, it's such a huge concept, like, I don't know how you would ever end it or tie it up or whatever, you know what I mean, like, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting, but uh, the first two issues were pretty strong, so I enjoyed them anyway. That's cool. You want? I think I have extra. That's okay. I don't know that. I just like the looks of it, but I don't really have much use for stickers. Cool. Cool. Drew read this. Blood Force Trauma, number five. Number five. Wow, he's cranking them out. He He is. is. This one's pretty cool. Basically, we're still gearing up for the next fight. So it starts out with a fight between two other people. Um, not Zap Daniels, two other fighters who have to fight to see who gets to fight Zap Daniels for, like, the championship or whatever. And so there's a couple of them. It's a fun little fight. Like, obviously somebody dies, and it's pretty what? entertaining. Because it's to the death. Spoiler. Jeez. And then the rest of the issue is more of, like, him being nervous about the fight and training and just a little more character development, a little bit of backstory. So it's all kind of set up, but uh, it's a... It's still really fun. I enjoy it. Is he going to do a graphic novel, collecting them all? I'm sure he'll eventually do a trade. Or do a trade. And I don't know. I'm kind of curious how many more there's going to be of this arc. Like, maybe one more. We'll no, that's it what up. I was thinking. Oh, that's a magnet. And it'd be like, yeah, it's a magnet. And then it'll be like a six-issue thing, maybe. I don't know. It could easily go eight or even ten, I'm guessing. I mean, but we'll see where it ends up. Did know. you just get that? Yeah, like... Uh, a week ago, a couple days ago, I maybe, seen on maybe his, over the weekend. Yeah, I saw on his Instagram that he was sending them out. Did you so, get yeah. another art page or anything? No, I just got the comic this time. I mean, yeah. I kind of in the past I got the T-shirt, I got the art page, and I think I got a poster once. But I'm kind of swagged out. That's the problem with doing the Kickstarters over and over. Is I have a I have a VHS tape from one of. Oh, them. you got a VHS tape? That's cool. Yeah, I just need to hook up a VCR to watch it now. Yes, what's on the VHS tape? I'm not sure. That's cool. I think the comic, like, in an animated video form or something. Oh, like cool. Like, on a VHS tape. Yes, that is very nice. Very cool. cool. 
I read May's Booty. I mean May's book. Yep. Let's <laughs> take that. Did you read this? Yes, sir. Alright. Um This is good. This is probably better than Snow Angels from This is probably the best thing I read. I read out of Lemire stuff. Uh, yeah, out of the Lemire Since stuff. Since you didn't care for the passageway. See, Lemire knows how to do sad. He knows how to do that slice of life type of thing. Gillum March should take a writing lesson from. Uh, no, from this Rick has Dick a happy here. ending. What? May's book has a happy ending. Really? Yeah, it really does. I mean, it, May's book is really a lot on how to deal with some loss. You know, yeah. so while it's sad at first, it does have. I mean, it's not like his daughter magically came back, but. It's how to get back on with your life a little bit and open other doors and deal with that and and live again, you know, in some ways. And so, it really, by the end, you know, he, he's opening himself up. He's going to have dinner with the neighbor, you know, things like that. So, yeah, and it's a quick read yes, yeah, as fast. well. It, I mean, it really books through. It felt kind of like he was channeling... Uh... Matt Kent with all the maze and design and all that See, stuff. See, he cool. talked about it being very maze. I didn't, I didn't think it was that overpowering or that integrated. I mean, he did it a few times, but it's not like every page looked like a maze or anything. I mean, it wasn't overpowering. Yeah, I didn't think that it was like. I mean, there's a few. There's little, a few things, and I like the the style there. I guess that he did, but I didn't feel like he was really beating you over the head with it, or, yeah, or that it really lasted too long. I mean. Something Correct. like that, I felt like he really had to keep it moving, and yeah. I thought he did. Yeah. You know, overall, I, I I thought he did well. Like, if Matt Kent did it, every page would, like, be a maze or something, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't know that I really have too much to say on it, though. I mean, it's Lemire, it's a slice of life, it, it's good. Yeah. You know. Cool. Yep, I enjoyed it. All right, we're all done, Don. We're done, besides our fables. All right, um, I got a couple more. What? A couple more? Ooh, Robbins. What'd you think of that? By Baldemar. With art by Baldemar. Yes. This was the the round, or they won, the, they did that. Yep. Did, you know what I'm talking about, Drew? I do, we know exactly what we're talking about. They did, like, a DC, like, contest, and these guys won, so they got to make a book. Yep, um, cool. Seely. Seely and Baltimore on art. The art's really good. Yeah. The, the story the story was okay. It was a little confusing. Um, it was a giant Batman retcon. So, there was a girl that Batman supposedly brought on board before the very first Robin to oh. be a Robin and she failed the test so she didn't become Robin and now however 50 years later she's got this heart on so she's like trying to kill all the Robins trying to kill all the Robins because she wasn't picked to be a Robin um. and uh, yeah so all the Robins come together to save the Robins and fight the other Robin. Um, like I said, the story wasn't that great. I mean, I guess if you're into Redcon, it's cool as hell, but uh, the art was awesome. So cool. It had that going for it. Yeah. Excellent. 
Um, this book I read, Dark Blood, it was like a six-issue miniseries through Boom. To be honest with you, I don't know why I bought this thing. I don't know what drew me to it. I have no idea. Because I don't know any of the creators, like the artists, anything. It just looked cool. It was six issues. I read it. I liked it. Um, it's basically about... This is something Drew might like. I don't know. It seems like a story Drew would like. But it's set in, like, the 50s. And uh, um, the main character is this... Um, he's an African-American. And he's, like, working at this diner. And obviously it's, like... Uh, you know, it's it's horribly racist and, and that time period, and he's just trying to get by. He's got a wife and a and a daughter, and his wife's pregnant with another kid on the way, and he's just like living in this town, and he's working at a diner, um, and of course all the white customers come in and give him a hard time, and you know, it's just the way it was. But um, through through the backstory, like he he has a problem with his back and it, it comes to find out that he was in world war two and he was like in an airplane and he got shot down and he was like behind enemy lines and, and then he came back home. Well, this town that he's living in, there's like, he, he starts, um, he runs into this doctor and this doctor's like, I just set up in town. He's like, I, I, uh, I'm helping everybody for free. He's like, if you want, just come by my clinic and, and I'll take a look at you and hopefully we can help you with your back. And so, like, he tells him he's got, like, this brand new medicine and he injects it into him. And it somehow, it gives him powers. <laughs> like, his back pain goes away, but he can, like, levitate stuff. Oh, and it turns out that it was, like, all an experiment. Like, a government experiment to... Um, try out this serum or whatever on people that they thought that would be good candidates and then um, it ends up it's kind of a sad story it's another sad story it doesn't have a happy ending I thought so, you said everything had a happy ending yeah well this one did maybe that's huh. why I liked it but uh, I don't know if anybody's interested in reading it I thought it was a good story um, yeah pass it over huh pass it over <laughs> alright I'll bring it next time um <laughs> It reads fairly fast. I would be interested to see what Drew or Scott or you, either one of you think about it if you do want to read it. Because, like I said, I have no idea why I decided to pick this up. I just did, and I really kind of liked it. So, huh, okay. Uh, anyway, I'll try to remember. I'll pack it up, and if you guys want to read it, you can pass it around or whatever. Um, what the old, I've got one more that I want to talk about. Uh the Batman Catwoman finally tied, finally finished up. It was like 13 issues. Is that um, the Tom King? Yeah, Tom Tom King and Clay Mann. And then like halfway through it, uh, Liam Sharp took over and did like three or four issues of it. Um, this was really interesting. So it's a, it's a black label, um, but it's regular size comics, not like the oversized stuff. But, so this is almost like, God, it's like an alternate. I think this kind of spun out of, I think this kind of spun out of when Tom King did his run on Batman. Yeah. And the whole Batman Catwoman wedding thing. I think this is probably like where he was going to go. Because I think there was some kind of, 
something about that where he got taken off sooner than he wanted to and he wasn't able to finish it up or something and maybe they gave him this series to like finish it out how he wanted to but so it's like when chris claremont did his like x-men run after the fact right Which, what was that called that? extreme x-men no the where claremont like picked up where he left off forever uh, x-men forever was that what it was called uh, yeah probably so it's like x-men forever yeah it's like x-men forever but with batman so but not 30 years is, later huh but not 30 years later it is 30 years later because it it jumps back and forth through through time gotcha no i mean but, he didn't do it 30 years after the fact no right yeah. no but this does go to the end. Like, it ends... Well, Batman ends up passing away. The Joker... So... It starts out with Selena Kyle, like, in the... I don't know, 30 years from now or whatever, like, she goes and she actually kills the Joker. Like, the Joker is, like, still alive, like, hiding out, like, somewhere in Florida. Like, and he's... Got, he had gotten married and he has like kids and stuff and so like Selena Kyle comes and kills him and then uh, find out that she had married Batman and they lived together and they had a kid which was Helena which is the huntress in, in this like in our universe or whatever but in this one she takes on the mantle of Batman, so she's like Batman in the future, and this ha- all happens like like she goes to take out the Joker right after Bruce Wayne. So Bruce Wayne has passed away. What? So he's dead, and so once Bruce Wayne dies, she goes and takes out the Joker, and then but this all happens like so that's how you take out the like, Joker. Culminates. Batman has to die in order for the Joker to die. Is that how this goes? Yep. Basically, yeah. Because I think there's even a part in there where Selena had promised Batman that she wouldn't take him out until he was dead or whatever. And, like, so then, like, Dick Dick Grayson is, like, the commissioner. And so, like, him and, him and, um... I'm so confused. Helena are, like, trying to find out... Because they find out that the murder in Florida was the Joker, and so they think that it was, obviously, Selena. Anyway, it was a cool story. I liked it. It jumped around a lot, um, but the art was cool. The story was kind of cool. It was kind of like a... Well, Black Label, so it's kind of like an Elseworlds, like... What if? Sound kind of like... Like, all those... Marvel did like all the end. Of it sounds like Marvel the End series. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's kind of like the ends, kind of like a what if, uh, possible future, whatever. But uh, it was really well done. I enjoyed it. So I think we should make a new rule for the podcast: no Marvel or DC superheroes. Huh. What? My gosh! Oh, I won't have anything to talk about. <laughs> yes, you will. You read all their stuff too. Well, I, it was half. I know. It was. I thought it was a good spread, a good mix. It was probably more, more Marvel than. Cool. But, all anyway. right. Fables, the Good Prince. This is the one I read last time. It yeah. is. So, do you remember what you read four weeks ago? Kind of, sort of. Refresh me. Uh, Flycatcher. 
It's all about him oh, yeah, starting yeah. start his kingdom. Like, yeah, fly catcher. I really enjoyed this art. It was a little long, but I thought it was super good. Did it you is like long, it? isn't it? What, Don? The prince or something? Yeah, he's the, the good, good prince. prince. So he yeah. Lancelot gives him the armor and the sword of Excalibur, and he goes and basically starts a kingdom within uh, Fables. The home worlds. The home worlds. Yeah. And through his awesome magic, basically the adversary can't conquer his land, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger, and he keeps gathering more and more people yep. to it. And then the big, you know, cherry on top is when the uh, Geppetto gets mad enough that he sends all, all the damn the wooden, wooden soldiers. soldiers. Then um, Flycatcher gets to use all this, his magic to to basically make them back into trees again. Yeah, like living trees, sentient, right? Like they were aware. I would assume so. So there's a sequence in here um, where... Flycatcher agrees to fight the champion of the adversary's army. It's this big, like, ogre troll guy. Um, I got a huge Kirby vibe from this. Do you remember that part, Don? Yeah. It's like, it looks just like out of a Kirby comic. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he's talking about this part. That's not it. <laughs> That's when the that's when the Shiba lion eats the eats something. It's not what I'm talking Blue about. Bluebeard. No. Yes. Did you get a Kirby vibe when you read it? Do what? Did you get a Kirby vibe when you read it? Yeah. Yeah, I can picture it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Cool. The art in this book is crazy good. Yeah, I felt like this was really. Fucking ham and the Lealoa. Yeah. Which, he's really hitting his stride. I mean, he has been getting better and better, but I felt like he really nailed this arc even more so. Which, this is interesting. Um, when you guys are done with Fables, let me know. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, I thought it was cool how he started the kingdom, and it kind of showed how he like created this thing, and it just seemed really cool. I don't know, I really dug it. What did yeah, you think, I Scott? liked it. And then you have the, the birthday the secret... You know, yeah, little one shots. I mean, I kind realized of in the middle. it had a purpose, but I thought it fell out of place. Is that when they tell all the other kids about their brother? Yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, I guess it's it's important for the story, but it kind of pulled you out of the flow of the other story, and I didn't like the art in it either. You don't like the yeah. art? No. Okay. How long? How long is that going to take? That's a bad idea to tell like six-year-old secret tell him not to tell anybody yeah like, I didn't quite get that those get kids are not they don't have any self-control anyway so I don't know those what they were thinking those are gonna get spilled instantly yeah seemed like a little bad parenting move on so we had that Jack of Fables story about him running Hollywood a while back well then there was a thing in here where they said they had to go like talk to him in Hollywood or something so like did that so is that still going on then while the rest of like that story Jack of Fables yeah. Jack of Fables I believe is yeah his, he's doing his own thing while the the fables are running stuff around here I don't think there's too much things that really go cross back and forth though there are, we're getting ready for the great fables crossover soon well yeah but that's still a good isn't that two at least two or three trades off 
Might be two trades off. Okay. And I hope Might I still three. have all that stuff. I'm sure you do. You'll be fine. I would assume so. That should be good. But, uh... I don't know. This one, I mean, while I like this story, it was, to me, it felt like it was a lot of, um... It's kind of that calm before the storm, I guess. Yeah, there was definitely that. I mean, it definitely had some purposes for the bigger story. Like, he had to take Geppetto's army off the table, right? Yeah. And he had to kind of take the teeth from the tiger, so to speak. So, I mean, I I really feel like Geppetto's kind of... Hasn't doesn't have much going for him at this point. I guess no. we'll see what he has up his sleeve. Yeah, for the big battle. But I mean, is that the next one? I assume we're getting close because seventy five is basically because this gets up to like seventy, war. doesn't it, or something? Yeah, it gets pretty close. So I think the next what one. The next, what's the next trade? What's the arc called? What's the trade? I don't know. Yeah, this one goes sixty to sixty nine. So the next one will be seventy. So I'm thinking seventy to seventy five ish. So. Yeah. I gotta think that the next one's probably the big war, isn't it? I would think so. It takes us yeah, to that. Set it up much Although there was a key thing in here too, where um, our good our witch from Hansel and Gretel, Frau or Fro or whatever, Frau Tottenkind. There you go. She feels like this whole thing is her versus Geppetto. Yeah, there was also a line in there where they hinted that where her powers come from is something evil and they didn't quite go too much into, into it. it but that somehow she has to consume so many souls every year or something yes yeah and so there was a there were a few hints of like other things, things. that they that they just kind of hinted at but didn't really go into go into but yes you did get the feeling that that she is not all benevolent Surprise, surprise. Well, yeah, I mean, not surprising really, but... But, yeah. But kind of dropping hints that there may be adversaries in the future, even once you take care of yeah. this one. I did think the whole part where he went into the well and got all the people and was traveling out with them, I thought that took a little longer than it needed oh, to. Oh, the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And getting kind of weird. There. It's fine. I didn't really quite understand that. And I didn't really totally understand, like, the rules of his powers, you know? It's like, oh, as long as I'm noble, I can't lose in battle. Okay, I get that. But somehow he was protecting the land. And, I mean, I understood he sent the ghosts of the armies to, like, scare him off. Okay, I'll buy that. But then... But then he used the last of his power to turn the wood people into back into trees. And then he didn't have powers anymore. Yep. I mean, I don't... How did that all work? I didn't really understand. I just got ran with it. I kind of just ran with it on this Yeah. One. This whole thing just seemed to be like a giant <coughs> fable in its own way. It so, almost so. was like Willingham knew where he wanted to go, and this is the best he could come up with to try and, you know, get there. You could know be, I mean? yeah. He's like, well, how can I basically make them win? You know, okay, we'll have Fly, you know. Well, somewhat. I and think then he kind of just I made... I think he had an idea with Fly all along. Yeah, I think noble so. Guy. Yeah. Now, how does he show that noble yeah. attribute is really powerful? Correct. You know, I guess in some ways. Sure, sure. So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this arc, although it was 
like ten issues. It's like, whoa! It's like ten issues. Yeah, it's wordy. Yeah, it flowed pretty well though. I thought. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was pretty wordy. It really drew me. There were a lot of words. I enjoyed it. There were a lot of words. Well, there and there's a lot of thing with whole Buffkin. Like he had, like he kept getting some kind of premonition or something, and he was freaking out. Well, was he getting the premonition, or was it the freaking uh, hung knight that kept yeah. yelling and then did scare him? No, I think it was something after. Like, I like the fact though that Frau or whatever though was keeping them out of the office while because she knew that Fly was going to be you know meeting Lancelot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like oh yeah, that armor is like really powerful. You got to stay away while we they clean it up. It'll take a little while. You know, and stuff. Yeah, and it was all part of her true. master plan to, to let, you know, Fly yeah. and Lancelot go down by wishing well. Yeah. So, it was cool. I enjoyed it. But, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, so, are you guys still there? What? Yes. Can't hear you. You're breaking up. No, I'm kidding. I know. You guys are breaking up. I st- I've started reading my um, Howard the Duck omnibus. Oh, wow. I tried to read, like, the first issue of that, and I wanted to pry my eyes out. Wow. Really? Is that by George it's... Lucas? No. Huh? <laughs> by who? George, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, no. Um, all the issues are inked by Steve Lee Aloha. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude's, dude's been around for a while, man. Yeah. You didn't he... dig it? I'm digging it, man. Really? It's so yeah, wordy. <laughs> it's really not and it's so like trying to be funny but not yeah I think it's a it's a I think it's a, a product of his time well yeah I mean a lot of the jokes aren't they like gonna be if you were in the 70s they were funny but not so much yes, in 2020 absolutely so, so how is that enjoyable it's almost a study of history <laughs> study, yes how the duck <laughs> is a study of history absolutely you know what's very what's very interesting not interesting what's really kind of neat is um i it has an introduction by steve gerber yeah and i know he had gone through all those problems like legal problems with marvel and stuff over howard the duck and all that jazz but uh it's dated in here and he talks about how he was writing it from a hospital bed so i googled it he died like a month after he wrote the introduction. Oh wow! Which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. Because it's dated like one sixteen oh eight, and he died like February tenth or whatever, of like two thousand and eight. So wow. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of kind of ominous, eerie, ominous for the omnibus. Um, yes. But, uh, anyway, I don't know. I I can see where where you would dig it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. I think the, the problem art- with those omnibuses is when you start like an omnibus and the first issue is dragging, and you're like, "Dude, I got like 30 more issues of this." Right. It just but seems it like daunting and depressing. I'm just like, I'm not gonna do it. There's, I'm just not. You know, if it was like a single issue and it was coming out monthly, it'd be different. But it's like those omnibuses are kind of daunting anyway. And if it yeah. doesn't like pull you in immediately, it's like, dude, how am I gonna grind through? Yeah, thousand no, pages of this. But I have, I'm having a different experience than you. I'm enjoying it, so it's not, <laughs> it's not daunting to me. But I can see where it would be. Yeah, 
Fair. That's all I got. Alright. Lightsaber. Lightsaber. Okay. Alright, that's all I have to. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening.